Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody and welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I don't watch sports. Yep, that's that's correct. I was being very forthright at the beginning yeah. of this podcast. As, as as you, I mean, we we we've had complaints via email. Yes. about how you don't watch enough sports. Yes, I've we, heard suggestions that we should be the sports, sports, not sports podcast. That's a great oh. suggestion. I enjoy that. You're the not sports. Well, yes, really, I'm the second sports. sports. You're the first sports in this. These would have been great suggestions before we recorded. I don't know, like 150 episodes with one title. We can't change it up now. I agree. It maybe would be I would branding. say maybe add a parenthetical. Well, we changed from Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast to Sports 3 Podcast on most, thi- most things. Because if yeah. you search Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, ESPN is the one that comes up first all the time. Our, our Google search presence is, is no. frustrating. Sports 3 Podcast, though, all one word. We show up first every time. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Le- A lot of people are probably going to search for it that way. Yep. So. LeBron James Update Watch Update. LeBron James Update Watch Update brought to you by... Boxes. I'm still the one that's taking care of this podcast. Ha! Nobody can defeat Boxes! Cleveland Cavaliers head coach position largely symbolic. <laughs> Subheadline, baseball managers everywhere respond with an emphatic, so... <laughs> Cavs head coach David Blatt is in, is, is in his first year as an NBA coach, and by all looks, he's got been dealt a pretty sweet hand. Nice. <laughs> you got LeBron James, got Kevin Love. This is like the guy next to the blackjack table going, oh, man, beginner's luck, huh? They tell you not to split tens. I did. <laughs> he split tens? Terrible well, move. Yeah, I know. Two but aces. Nah. Well, while he's a rookie uh, NBA head coach, David Blatt has a long coaching career, over 15 years of coaching in the Israeli professional leagues, European professional leagues, and he's won many championships and Coach of the Year awards. Wow, good for him. Yes, in Israel, where it really matters. Well, he's also the European League is is somewhat competitive. Uh, My favorite of the titles from the European leagues he was in is uh, he won the Russian Super League Coach of the Year award. Oh, there it is. And he also was honored with... (laughs) Russian Federation Order of Friendship Award recipient. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, he's very important. Uh, but when it came to Cleveland, he brought with him the Princeton offense and zero expectations. The expectations came three weeks later when LeBron James announced he was coming to Cleveland. Okay. Isn't, a, isn't the Princeton offense like a pithy remark made to a Harvard grad? <laughs> Zing! I think it's the Prince, Princeton offense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um... NBA writer uh, Brian Windhorse uh, appeared recently on the BS uh, Report podcast. BS, in this case, refers to uh, host Bill Simmons' initials and not the value of his writing. Oh, oh, take that. Zing. On the podcast, Windhorse figuratively threw a Zippo over his shoulder, which ignited a trail of gasoline that led to an abandoned warehouse where the bad guy was tied up surrounded by 10 tons of TNT causing a devastating explosion as he walked away all nonchalant-like. Oh, Breaking Bad was a great show, huh? <laughs> Remember that show? Great show. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. fun. Um, on the podcast, he said, the Princeton offense that David Blatt installed in the preseason, they just threw that out. What typically happens, and this has been happening for like three months now, is LeBron will take the ball and LeBron will call the play. 
David Blatt will see what play LeBron calls, <laughs> and he will repeat it to the team. This happens on a regular basis. <laughs> now, it has long been suspected that most successful NBA head coaches fill positions that are at best ceremonial, or at worst, like being a nanny for rich teens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Um, I mean, extremely rich teens. Extreme, yeah, extremely rich teens. And, and earlier in the year, he did say, Coach Blatt said, you know, I defer to my players probably a little bit more than normal. Kind of was saying, like, it's my first year in the league, you mm-hmm. know, veteran team. Mm-hmm. But rarely is it made quite this obvious with a star player basically serving as offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that he gets to relay the message to the players. <laughs> I think it's really important LeBron found something for him, you right. know, so he feels involved. Yeah, he didn't want to sure. feel left out. No, so. it's like, hey, tell you what, I'm going to – Hey, coach, I'm going to call the play, but hey, you know what you could do for me? Why don't you just relay it, like yell it out to the team yeah. so they know I'm sometimes, you know, a little soft-spoken. Yeah. You could do that. That Hey, that'd be fun for you to do. Coach, you've been doing such a good job making sure my shoelaces are the same color. I think I've got a promotion in line for you. Why don't you try yelling out the plays I call to the team? Yeah, I could do that job. <laughs> yes, I'll, I could can. be a sports coach. There you go. Hey, Phil. Yeah, yeah boy, Blatty. I'm very good at repeating things that are told to me. <laughs> yeah, repetition? Yeah, repetition. It's all that German schooling you had. Yeah. all that German schooling I had. Hey, uh, Phil, record the podcast. What? So, How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Okay, Come on. No directives. Yeah. No directives. Uh, now, it's clearly working. Cleveland is 15-5 and five after the All-Star break, and the Cavs are number two overall in the Eastern Conference. Boom. But the East is mostly populated with players who got cut from Western Conference teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, way hey, better over hey, there. Hey, Phil, tell Jordan that was a good joke. Hey, Jordan, that was a good joke. Gee, thanks, Phil. Many times. <laughs> Appreciate it. Just happy to be on the team. <laughs> Though Bled shouldn't feel bad, LeBron James' last coach, Eric Spolstra, uh, who, held, uh, who helmed a team with LeBron... D. Wade and Chris Bosh had the official title of dribbling coordinator. <laughs> he actually was not that. If you looked on his paycheck, it didn't say Heat head coach said dribbling coordinator. Hey, Phil, tell Jordan to remind the audience that Eric Spolstra was once a guest in the podcast. Eric Spolstra, Jordan, was once a guest on the podcast. Hey, everyone, Eric Spolstra was once a guest in the podcast. That's my job. <laughs> said Eric Spolstra, hey, man, this figurehead won two NBA titles. Take that, British monarchy. Boom. <laughs> Zing. LeBron James update watch update. LeBron James update watch update brought to you by Still brought to you by boxes. Everything's gonna go in a box. All the stuff that LeBron James sponsors is gonna go in a box. Bags are gonna go in a box. Everything in a box. That's a little disturbing to be honest with you. LeBron James sponsors a lot of stuff, and the fact that boxes managed to take them all. It's yeah. a big box. Yeah. Boxes it's, are kind of taking over the world. They're every, They're in the studio right now. Yeah, Lots of them. Well, they're very oh useful. God, they're right. very utilitarian. I, I feel like you guys are all worried for nothing. They're Just, mating. Does it, does it seem like the boxes that were stacked in the walls behind us have moved a little bit closer to us? They move closer recording? every day, just like the glaciers. Yeah. You get this is nonsense. Boxes are great. I love I'm them. I think. To I think more boxes, boxes. More boxes. More fun. I agree. Okay. All cool. right. What's uh, on? The, what's on the show? Well, uh, we have back uh, an, an old favorite, uh, sports deputy, uh, deputy sports minister of Brazil, Luis Fernandez. Oh, Luis oh, Fernandez Luis is here. Is gonna be that on. guy's. I think he's got it together now. Yeah. He's yeah, had he's, some he's, time. He's got. Uh, he's got a, like, about a year until the Summer Olympics are going to hit uh, Brazil, and he's now he's got the World Cup under his belt. So I think he's just going to give us a quick update on how things are going, prepping for you know the the second biggest sporting event in the world. That's great. Yeah. 
We got a weird sport, a wide world of weird sports film. We have a wide world of weird sports. Weird sports was so 2013. Jesus, Jordan. And news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. University of Wisconsin's Nigel Hayes is the star of NCAA tournament press conferences. Oi, Nigel Ooh. Hayes. Oi, Pip Pip Cherry, and all that rot. It's oh, me, my Nigel name Hayes. Is Nigel Hayes. I'm Hayes. from England. Not from England. Oh, very oh. American. Oh, okay. Subheadline: The NCAA would like to clarify. The NCAA would like to clarify that Nigel Hayes is actually a student star. Oh, not no, a star of I'm press conference. Student star of the press conference. <laughs> Phil, if you can get to this whole news story, there's going to be a Super Smash Brothers reference at the end. Okay, ooh, in that case, ooh. I'll sit here Yo. quietly and enjoy. <laughs> eat your eat your vegetables, buddy. Cause... Oh, I'll eat I'll eat everything put in front of me in order to hear that. And hey, if you hear anything, you just want to go ahead and relay to anyone else. Be my guest. All right, I will. The Wisconsin Badgers have won their region and joined the Kentucky NBA lottery picks, the Michigan State missed free throws, and the Duke White Devils in the Final Four. Yeah. But of the Final Four, Wisconsin has run away with the most entertaining press conferences. It started last week when forward Nigel Hayes and his Wisconsin teammates noticed there was a stenographer sitting in the back Hmm. and decided to have some fun with college words. A reporter asked, Nigel, you've taken quite the leap in three-point shooting. And in other areas, can you describe the steps you took to raise those parts of your game? A report, uh, Nigel responded, before I answer that question, I would like to say a few words. Keddy Wampus, onomatopoeia, anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> back to your question. It was a lot of hard work. Teammates give me great confidence. And he goes that's on. hilarious. I like yeah, that that's guy. A, that's a solid bit. I, I've I, got I, I jokes for days. <laughs> Cutty Wampus. Uh, the next reporter question was, why did you start off saying those things? To which Nigel said, well, the wonderful young lady over here, there, uh, I think her job title is stenographer, and she does an amazing job of typing words. Sometimes, if the words are not in her dictionary, maybe I say soliloquy right now. She may have to work a little bit harder to type that word. Or like quandary, zephyr, xylophone, things like that. That make her job really interesting. Wow. What yeah. a half-asshole, half-hilarious person. <laughs> I think that's like, man, isn't college zephyr. fun? Yeah. <laughs> Old carrier. I used to have fun in college. Remember that? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. Here's what I like about Wisconsin. I was watching over the weekend one of the Wisconsin games that they won. uh, And there were, at that moment, there were five white guys on the floor for Wisconsin. And they were winning. And by, like, not so much where you're like, oh, they have the scrubs in. It was like like a six-point game. And it was all white dudes for Wisconsin. It was like, where does that happen? forward is African-American. Oh, Racist. <laughs> His name was Nigel. You can hardly blame me. God, just get to the Super Smash Brothers reference. <laughs> anyway, the narrative doesn't end there. So Nigel gets attention from this. It's pretty funny. And I mean, he's a college athlete. Coeds are probably throwing themselves at him, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like he'd fall head over heels for some mild-mannered, cute, but not crazy hot stenographer who's a couple years older than him. Just trying to be, you know, just trying to stenograph but, her way through grad yeah, if school. If she takes right. off her glasses, she might be the prom queen, though. I don't, you know, let's... I just don't know if that happened. I don't know if that's in the cards. He's an athlete, man. No, really. She takes him and she lets her hair down and she puts on a little makeup and all of a sudden, oh my God. And then they start playing Sixpence None the Richer in the yeah. background. Kiss me under the milky twilight. Kiss <laughs> me under the moonlit floor. 
And then, like, uh, random, generic, so handsome guy from the 90s, number four. Freddie French out. Jr. There you go. Yeah. Um, at the next press conference, before getting started, they predictably asked Hayes if he had any words for their stenographer. He thought for a second, he looked at her, and he, and he replied, Syzygy. Syzygy. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. He then turned to his teammate, Frank Kaminsky, and whispered, My God, she's beautiful, not realizing his mic was still on. Wow. Really? There was some laughter, and he asked the reporters, Wait, could you all hear that? And then he covered his face, super embarrassed. Did she? Was that? I think she smiled, guys. Oh, I know. I think maybe they'll go to the coffee shop where there's that, you know, Fire and James, James Taylor cover band. Yeah. Downtown Madison. And everyone's playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> okay. <Is> that, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just making sure that that Fine. wasn't where the it's reference coming. is coming. Okay. Just making sure that because if that was where the reference was, I totally would have been excited. Oh, no. Here it is. Okay. So the latest yeah. in the latest in the series of questions is they he was asked about video games. And apparently earlier the team was playing FIFA, soccer video game. And he said, we care more about suck-offs than smash battles. We're a Super Smash Brothers team. So FIFA has really taken a back seat to that. All we care about is our suck-offs. What do you think he's referring to? Uh, the author I, of the piece had a guess. Oh, but okay, when, when Kirby sucks in somebody yeah. and then falls off of the edge to kill them both. Yes. That's that, awesome. Yeah. Yes, Super Smash Brothers well, reference. Well, they, the author guessed that it was inhaling people and then dropping them. Is, yeah. Can you do that, too, instead of just uh, killing them both? You can spit them it's off less, uh, the edge. When you but... choose to commit suicide, it's an extra level of... Yeah. Like, I'd always do it with Donkey. <laughs> it's very cocky. you walk off the edge. Right. It's like the cockiest move you can do is if you're up, yeah. they have one life and you have two, and then you just, like, suck them and then fall off the edge so that you Phil, kill yourself in that same time. Do you time. know what the single most embarrassing thing that you can have happen to you in Super Smash Bros. is? Uh, what? It's very specific, but it's you have to be Yoshi... Yeah, and you have to be crapped off the edge by Kirby having stolen your Yoshi Edom and Egg power. Yes, you're right. That's that is the a big single one. worst thing that can happen. <laughs> they steal your powers, then use your powers to poop. That's literally <laughs> poop you. That's the perfect off storm the of embarrassing occurrences in in Super Smash. Having Kirby yeah. steal your power and use against you, embarrassing. It's kind of like Pooped fencing Epe and hitting them in the foot. Yeah, it's the hardest target. So it's just like a little like, go fuck yourself, bam. <laughs> I'm that much better than you. Yep. Now, the team was laughing, basically, because he was saying suck off so nonchalantly to a crowd who didn't understand what suck offs could mean. Yeah. Like, I imagine this is the slang for the people who play the game or the players in, you know, this group of people that are playing the game. Yeah. Imagine the, the, the poor editor from Salon was like, is this them coming out? Yeah. Are they having orgies in the locker room? Did I just get the biggest scoop of the century? Well, first of all, getting a suck off while playing Super Smash Brothers is my greatest fantasy. <laughs> I got a handy once while watching a Lions game. It was pretty incredible. And so, did somebody say, uh, hey, look at that amazing handoff. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast, uh, one of our, our old favorite guests, Luis Fernandez, the Deputy Sports Minister of Brazil. Oh, thank you, guys. It is such a pleasure to be it's here. It's great to yeah. have you back. Oh, I am so exhausted. We have not talked Woo! to you since the conclusion of the World Cup. Oh, the World Cup. It went off. I, I have to uh, pat myself on the butt for that one. You, you it did it. It went amazingly okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. very, very passable. 
it, it was, I mean, and the lead up to it, I remember you, you were, I mean, there was a lot of news stories about how it could oh, be a yes. disaster. You were worried about a lot of things. I was in a state news. of panic. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But luckily I was able to just uh, brush away all the horrible, horrible things about Brazil, <laughs> get them tucked out of the way best as possible, just long enough to get through the World Cup. Yeah. So that it's kind of like, uh, if you've seen the, uh, I believe, the Brazilian name of the movie his uh, wood house inside of a forest. I think in America it's Cabin in the Woods. Oh, right, yeah. You've seen that? Remember when they have all of the monsters inside of a cage and then they release all the monsters directly afterwards? Yeah. That was the day after the World Cup. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, we just lifted the tarp and all the monsters came pouring out again. Uh, so much crime. Yeah, well, just... uh, but you, you immediately had to turn right back around. You're in the ramp up to 2016 Summer Olympics. Rio, baby. Rio. Yes. Uh, wait, 2016? Yeah, yeah. Rio? Summer Olympics, Rio. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I felt like that was so far in the future that it fell off my radar. Oh, well, you, you can't let yeah. this fall off your radar, oh, Luis. There's, there's, I mean, it's one thing just to have soccer stadiums ready. Oh, and it's time. in Rio? Yeah. Oh, my God, that place is all booty dancing and murder. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's parades on the street with well, blood flows in the gutters. I mean, uh, you and you have your work cut out because, as Joel said, not just soccer stadiums now. Yeah. Talking track and field, we're talking... Wait, track and field? Natatorium. They do that in the Summer Olympics? Absolutely, we're talking... Oh, I thought it was just soccer again. Courts. No. We're talking... Oh, I, I, was, I had the football fields all laid out. Fencing. Again, the fencing? People are going to have swords in the murder capital of the universe? <laughs> oh, my God. People are going to get stabbed through the eyeball left and right. No, I, I, don't, oh, I, don't, no. I don't know that it'll be that bad, Louis. You got plenty oh. of time. Have you have you looked at all the sports that you've you really should? This, I have. This should, it's been, this should not be news to you. I felt Luis. like it was distant, distant future <laughs> when last I thought about. Oh my god, this can't. This isn't good for anybody. Trampoline. If you weren't, there's a trampoline <laughs> event. In the gymnastics, I what, believe. Yeah. Oh my! Once you, somebody gets on the trampoline, then somebody will say. Uh, getting that high and close to heaven is an affront to Jesus, and they will be murdered. And now, <laughs> uh, as diving, and then there's there's synchronized diving. Sink two people at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah so oh, two different. Pools you know what they'll the call that? For the... They'll call that double homicide. Oh, they are not going to make it out of that pool, okay? Oh, jeez, Luis. I mean, oh man, I have very little faith in myself as a deputy sports minister. Well, what do you do you all day? The, the World so Cup long. wrapped up. We've been ramping up the Rio. What is your day to day like? What do you, you want doing? To know my day to day? Yeah. What are you doing right. in the office all day? Well, I wake up about five a.m. That's great. I have a big bowl of cereal because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Absolutely. And yeah. then I read the newspaper and I cry for about six hours. <laughs> Then I kind of black out for a while. Then I wake up, I'm in the office, and generally people are knocking on my door and booing. <laughs> and then I slip out the window, booing. I go home, and I have a hearty dinner, and I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> wow, that is... I mean, that's a that's a packed day. It's a packed day. It's <laughs> a very full day. Do you know it's emotionally and physically exhausting? I, I, Seems I like just, if you cut down on the crying just a little bit... Oh, maybe walk a day in my shoes and see if you can cut down on any kind of crying... <laughs> The Summer Olympics are next year? Next, next year. year. Oh, my. You know what? I've, I'm going to have to get an action plan together for this. Yeah, like 15 months from we now. We thought yeah. you already had one. Well, it's going to be a lot of the same with the World Cup. Uh, step one, <laughs> d just clean out the streets. of. Every time I see someone with a gun, I just sweep them into the alleys. 
and then put a big gate over the alleys and lock it and say, please, please stay in there for another year. Please just be an alley person for one more year. I think a gate- It will be a big benefit to me, to Brazil. Right. Where's your nationalistic pride? And then most of them will say, I totally get it, man. We're all on the same team here, and they'll stay in there. And then some of them will be like, hey, we just did this for the World Cup. I'm going to riot. I know where your family lives, and I'm going to start murdering them one by one. If I see anyone wearing an American flag shirt, they're dead. Oh, jeez. This is not going to be good for international relations. But please, please come. It'll be fun. We need the revenue so that we can help clean up our filthy, filthy streets. It does seem, it does sort of seem, though, that like, uh, wouldn't anyone walking anywhere even remotely close to one of these alleys be in a lot of trouble? Oh, don't go by the alleys. I would say this get away is a from warning. The fence. Just don't get close to the fence. Uh, go imagine. to the go to the parades with caution. See the booty dancers, and then run to your hotel and lock the door. <laughs> but buy things while you're out. We could use the economic revival to run by. Yeah, well, yes, so, please. So we just wanted to, to to bring up you know a story that sort of hit American newspapers. So I'm sure you oh, already this can't knew about be this, good. and you're already prepping for it. Oh, uh, whatever you're going to say is going to go make things go from bad to worse. Uh, just that, you know, uh, something on, in the ballpark of, you know, 49% of the raw sewage from Rio goes untreated and is simply channeled back into the river where you guys are planning to hold the sailing events. There's uh, sailing events yeah. in our yes. filthy, filthy sewage <laughs> rivers? Yeah. Oh, my God. This would be so much hepatitis. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, People Luis. are going to get dysentery. We're gonna, they're gonna get third world diseases. The Red Cross is gonna have to go there and give people shots and bread. Well, I hypothetically, mean, they're not gonna fall out of the boat. Oh, know? but there's gonna be so many hepatitis fumes. People are just gonna catch it by proximity. What is the? What people are you, going in our rivers. You shouldn't be able <laughs> oh to catch my that God. by proximity. I want to say if that's something in Brazil. Oh were- no, there's just so much dysentery. Yeah, oh, I'm, this I'm, can't be good. I'm reading right here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be proactive. Yeah. I'm just going to set the rivers on fire. Yeah. There is you so much. You can set your rivers on there fire? There is so much raw sewage, you can literally set them on fire. So I do I do have to say here, uh, you know, in the Washington Post article, it says, besides being a nuance, uh, like if a sailing vessel collides with floating garbage. Many nuisance. Have, nuisance. Many have sounded alarms for dangers invisible to the human eye, including a quote-unquote super bacteria known as the KPC enzyme. Yes, the KPC enzyme. Which, yes, we're well aware of the KPC enzyme. Which has a mortality rate of 50% for those with suppressed immune systems. Yes, and everybody has a suppressed immune system in Brazil. It's in our travel brochures. Oh, I see how this can be very bad. Yeah. Oh, it's no. Not, this is not looking... I'm sorry. Usually when I hear this news, I say, well, of course, we're all from Brazil, but I can see as an outsider <laughs> how this can be very bad. You know what? Uh, I've got to go. I've got a lot of work to do. Okay. Uh, you probably should. Maybe delegate. I feel like the river yeah. problem shouldn't be something the sports minister should be worrying about. I feel like yeah. that's something... Someone in like a civic planning or, or environmental, or you know, in, should be in his defense. Until they decided to start sailing fancy yachts through it, it wasn't necessarily like that specific an issue to the sports. But but yeah, you do have a lot to do because also news coming down the pike: uh, America's NFL, American football, uh, has announced that they might have plans to hold the 2017 Pro Bowl in Rio. What? <laughs> I thought you football players? <laughs> yeah. There's going to be so much rape. Oh, okay. oh no. 
That's, oh, uh, American yeah. football players. <laughs> Things are going from bad to worse. Oh, Luis. I'm, oh, uh, mothers think- lock up your daughters. You'd think they would have oh my that gosh. beforehand. God, hepatitis seems like so safe now. Oh, American it's not, it's football players. Yeah. Oh, they're going to punch their way into our hearts. Like, literally, literally, they're yeah. going to punch their way through our chest into our hearts. Oh, I better go start beefing up. Yeah. All right. You better. Uh, okay. th- thank you again, Thanks Luis. Thanks for coming really on the podcast. Appreciate you know what? Every time I come on the podcast, I leave feeling <laughs> terrible. But thank you for having me. It's good for my isn't PR. It, isn't it better it that is. we help you find out about these problems sooner? No, I really should hire you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is great. My staff is nothing but sunshine and roses because they're sick of me crying all the time. Oh. Well, right. see you guys later. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, see, Louise. See ya. For you, the listeners of Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: the Fog Bowl. Ooh, yeah, it's like an R.L. Stein novel. Was this? this, (laughs) It's Goosebumpsian. Was this like San Francisco versus Portland for who had the most fog? Shut your mouth. In American Who football, said that? I can't see you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, in American football, the Fog Bowl was the name given to the December 31st, 1988 National Football League playoff game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. Well, how did it get such a name? A dense fog rolled over Chicago's Soldier Field during the second quarter, cutting visibility to about 15 to 20 yards for the rest of the game. Oh, shit. Is it 15 to 20 yards? Yeah, visibility was almost nil. <laughs> that's freaking ridiculous. That, that's nothing. That's that is tricky. nothing. That's when, you, uh, that's when you have to get a series of handoffs yeah. during the game, if you know what I mean. Right. Go deep. Wait. Wait, not that deep. <laughs> yeah. No one was buying the fake. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Philadelphia moved the ball effectively all day, and Eagles quarterback Randall Cunningham had 407 passing yards despite the low visibility. Wow! Yeah, yeah, pretty good. But they could not get the ball into the end zone. Because they couldn't find it. Right. Many players complained. They keep going like a circle. They do a little U at some point. Right, right. Uh, Many players complained that they could not see the sidelines or first down markers. The Bears ended up winning 20-12. The game eventually was named number three on the NFL's top ten weather games. Weather, as in whether or not the team's going to win? Shut your mouth. <laughs> the game was also notable in that it involved head coaches who had previously worked on the same staff of a Super Bowl winning team. Eagles coach Buddy Ryan had been the defense coordinator for Mike Dick on the Bears oh, when right. the team won Super Bowl twenty. Buddy, Buddy Ryan, who came up with the legendary 4-6 uh, Bear defense... It was 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 important. And Wait. the father of Rex Ryan. Right, right. Yeah, private eye, Rex Ryan. Right, exactly. Yep. 
Uh, game summary. Chicago scored the first uh, with quarterback Mike Tomzek's uh, 64-yard touchdown pass to Dennis McKinnon. The Eagles responded by driving to the Chicago 26-yard line, but kicker Luis Zendejas missed the 43-yard field goal because he couldn't see anything was his excuse. (laughs) I mean, you have a rough idea. Right. Kick it straight, bonehead. He couldn't see the refs making the signal, so he must have just kicked it and been like, yeah, was it in? Was it not in? Duh, I'm an idiot. Gotta run down there and find out. Yeah. Philadelphia Philadelphia quickly got the ball back. I'm sorry. To go back and can you imagine being like if he missed like way wide left if you're like a, an audience member like what's going on? What's going on? I don't Ah! Like no, kick it into the stands. Oh. Yeah. This is we should shoot a we should shoot a mockumentary about the fog bowl. That's one so thing that they funny they don't talk about in this summary is what the hell was the audience thinking? <laughs> like those people bought a a big a ticket. A lot of playoff people like ticket, that's a right? playoff ticket. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, this is great. We're only thirty yards away <laughs> from the field." <laughs> that's very close, by the way. Yeah, yeah it'd be, those would be great seats. Normally. It's practically radio at that point. They're like sitting there, just no, like they're not even getting there's, the there's announcer. No announcer, <laughs> right? How the hell are the announcers <laughs> announcing <laughs> anything? People, people yeah, only like, cheer when players like emerge near the sidelines. They don't even know what's happening. So yeah, like, oh, oh, the oh. announcers were just like, "All right," and then the fog takes the ball. The fog has the ball, <laughs> yeah. and the fog passes it to the fog. I assume. Well, I quit. <laughs> That's when all announcers quit, probably. That's the story this Wikipedia article should have told. Yeah. The fan perspective, yeah. The fan perspective. God. Horrible. Well, Grandpa, your your wish has come true. You're finally going to get to see a Bears playoff game before you die. No, I'm dying tomorrow. No, but Grandpa, it's going to be worth it. All right, I'm excited to see Mike Dick. uh, Spend your dream your whole life. Yeah, wait, wait. I can't see anything. I got cataracts. Oh, I got cataracts. I can't see anything. Everything's foggy. Should, should we tell him it's not the cataracts? I got cataracts. I'm dying early. No, just, just leave it. Just let it be. No, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, pops. Sorry about your cataracts. Uh, oh, some... what a game this is. Oh, tell me. Tell me the bears are winning. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> tell me the play by play. You guys are sure not telling me much. <laughs> Makes me think these aren't cataracts, and I actually, it's fog. Uh, oh my gosh! Cutting off his ability because God must hate me. Oh, that's an amazing play! Nah, that's a bullshit. You don't have, you have false enthusiasm. That's what that is. And scene. Uh, that was lengthy. That was very lengthy. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm getting, I got lost in where the article was, so I'm just going to cut to the last paragraph near the end of the game. Uh, Cunningham finished the game with 407 passing yards. Which is astonishing. I don't know how he did I guess a lot of five-yard passes where people didn't know where they went after that. 407 yards is an astonishing total for clear visibility. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, But he was unable to lead his team to a single touchdown. Oof. And he was intercepted three times. Three times! Yeah. It would seem like it would be more given that he had 15 yards of visibility. Seems like it. Fullback Keith Byers rushed for 34 yards and caught nine passes for 103 yards. Tight end Keith Jackson 
Caught seven passes for 142 yards. Whoa, Nelly! Yeah. Other than his 64-yard touchdown pass, Tom Zach was dominated the rest of the game by the Eagles' defense, completing only 10 of 20 passes for a paltry 174 yards well, and one touchdown and three interceptions. Mike Tomzak normally just a solid, reliable quarterback. <laughs> Wait, is that sarcasm? It is sarcasm. I don't get that joke. Yeah. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, I can't see the rest of the podcast because I'm blinded by the fog. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring Luis Fernandez back to give you our contact information. Oh, guys, I really should be getting back. <laughs> I know, I know, but please, please okay, I'm us. going to give you three pieces of contact information. Uh, first of all, this podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. It's the only social media site that pays you the post, just like Facebook or Twitter. Go to suetsu.co slash sports number three podcast. Sign up for a free account, get paid the post, and every time you sign up through our link. Uh, we get a little scratch here, too. So it's good to help fundraise to pay back for horrible atrocities. <laughs> Sue.co slash sports number three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Thank you, oh, I need to go. So much crime. One, one more. No? That's three. Oh, okay. Uh, I hate to break this to you, but yes. uh, while, while you're doing that, uh, they, they towed your car, Louise. They towed my car? They towed your car. Oh, I hate to say it, but that's the best thing that's happened <laughs> to me today. Lights off! You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.